welcome to a dose of deeper contemplation. We have cultivated this self-healing practice as we navigate the many aspects of modern life with a desire to be a better human. As a psychic medium, these conversations are channeled, so let's take a walk together and talk it out. Very interesting contemplation this morning around attachments and having just a moment to look and examine at our attachments. And part of this examination is because we have been processing some emotional pain that comes along with when attachments in relationships basically get broken, get severed or separated in some way. We call this a breakup. Now, most commonly referred to a breakup is within a romantic partnership, couple, that type of thing. However, as many of folks will probably relate to this, some of our most painful breakups have been with friends. We have breakups with family. What we're seeing is the common thread is with all of these relationships, there is an attachment and there's a deep attachment. It's almost like it's been equated with love. Attachment is love and like deep connection, deep attachment is deep love. Deep as in you feel it deeper, you feel it stronger for some over others. We have different levels, friends, acquaintances, relatives, and at least within the narrative of our belief systems until this point has been the understanding that it's important to love others. You must love your family. You must love someone in order to feel love. What happens when we take attachment out of the equation? The word obliterated wants to keep coming through. <laughs> like when you just obliterated attachments in our relationships, does that somehow remove the element that's there in which pain has its origin. If there wasn't the deep attachment to another person, they would just be that person. And that we can still show up in connection and relationship and friendship with that person simply because we just love showing love. We love walking around and saying hi and smiling and being like, hey friend, Hello, human, right? And that could be as equally as quote unquote fulfilling as having this sense of love and attachment or love through attachment in relationships. So that when life comes along and reveals that it is time for that relationship and those two paths of those two souls to go in different directions right now, okay, cool, NBD, as we like to say, no big deal. Yeah, on your way, on your way, as we are on our way. It feels radical in the sense that that's not how relationships were ever narrated to us. Part of that narration was you have to love your family. You have to love your father, love your mother, love your brothers, sisters. You have to love. And that as a young one receiving this narrative, that love was expected to be there even if that other person was causing pain. And any other human dynamic, if one person was causing pain to another person, be like, oh, I don't love you. No, no, thank you. In fact, goodbye. And back, fuck off, right? 
but the interplay between abuse and love has been quite the misunderstanding and led to normalized abuse. Attachments also feel like having this sense of ownership over another. So again, whether that's ownership of partners, as in I own you, you can't be with anyone else. You can't do anything without us discussing it. You can't, you know, which can often become the situation within spousal relationships, romantic relationships, ownership that parents think they have over the children they're guiding and raising. This is my baby, my son, my daughter, my child, my And with that is my, then I can do anything that I want with it because it's my kid. And so all that does is perpetuate the narrative and the story of ownership as one human being can have ownership over another. And until that is majorly course corrected, we will have manifested experiences within our own lives, within our relations. And so clearly seeing that within our government, within our leadership within the mass collective. We're not saying that this sounds easy by any means, that going into every relationship and dissecting it in our lives and pulling out the attachment is an easy thing to do. But at some point, we're just tired of feeling heartbroken. And it's not that we can't find the beauty in having that experience and that emotion because we are here to experience every spectrum of emotion. And heartbreak is part of that. And for the most part right now, we're in a season, a human season. We're just in the collective alone. There's so much heartbreak to experience on a daily basis to see what we're doing to each other, what's being done to children, what's being done to womb bodies, women, those with uteruses, what's being done to the queer community, what's being done to black, brown, and indigenous communities, what's being done, and what has been going on for so long. We've sat in a good amount of heartbreak. It's been a wise teacher, but we're just ready for something new. I'm just ready to try a different existence have a different experience where the deepest love and attachment that we actually can feel is only with ourselves. That's it. Everything else is always fluid and flowing and moving just by the nature of this world, of this experience. An attachment in relationship comes with thinking that it might not change. It's this way forever. And then when it's not, it's such a broken heart and a broken expectation. So let's examine the expectation. Let's examine the attachment and see if that would shift the experience to be in relation with folks as they flow in and out of our life and not just clinging to those who have been in our life using longevity as a criteria Oh, but we've been friends for over 20 years, right? But it's so clearly that you're in different frequencies right now. So clearly that it doesn't actually maybe feel good to be in contact, to be in proximity. Because in some form or another, some sort of codependency or toxicity or whatever, some sort of drama, 
something is, you know, constantly present. Or you feel like you were walking on eggshells because at any moment they might freak out. That's not a conducive environment for our soul's evolution. So let's cultivate more conducive environments. We'll be examining our relationships. That's definitely on the table here. From this new form of lens and see, just see, if it invites more peace simply by knowing that at any moment in time, we may no longer be in each other's lives. So since we are right now, we can enjoy it. In turn, the desire to give deep love, to, to give and be in connection, to have fun experiences, to feel like someone is there for you when you need someone to talk to, that we would find this within ourselves Loyalty has always been a very strong feeling for us in relationships. What's interesting about loyalty is that by its nature, it's double-sided, meaning one person must have another person to be loyal to. And that's how loyalty works. In our own experience, the heartbreak can come from a feeling of betrayal when that loyalty is not kept in balance on each side. But in order for that to happen, the person we feel loyal to must, by definition, have the same idea and standards of loyalty for themselves. So we have to be in sync with the loyalty and actually to feel that in a relationship. We feel loyal to you, you feel loyal to us, and we demonstrate that. And that's always been such a strong feeling. However, that has yielded those moments where attachment is broken and it has something to do with loyalty it's like a double whammy so instead we're gonna see what it's like to turn that fierce loyal friend onto ourselves loyalty only to ourselves now does this feel like putting up some walls even as we say like oh okay but they're like cushy walls we're able to explain it from a standpoint that feels like just basic good mental health care. <laughs> this just feels mentally healthy for us to examine life in relationships and in how attachments create situations that we feel emotional suffering and pain. Feels like a little bit of a gray area, but that's probably why we just need to explore and experiment and continue to sit with it because we definitely have used putting up walls as a defense in the past. There's a very good conversation to be had around walls and boundaries. And that could just be the healing. Because when you grow up in an abusive home as a child, you don't understand boundaries. There's no such thing. And that it's okay to have boundaries. And that feels like such a healing. Because we have an inner resistance to it, which is always a great moment when you have some sort of like inner voice that's like, wait, but but what if, no, I mean, but don't, you're going to shut down. You know, that means, uh, no. Let's explore life with some boundaries. See how it's a different experience. One that could equate to what we've been talking about right here. Sure, we're talking about, oh, how do we have less heartache in a way or avoid it? It's not necessarily avoiding it, but it's just when it comes up, how it's managed, what's the flow through it? How do we sustain peace? How do we sustain our frequency, sustain our energy? Let's try boundaries. We'll go from there. Thank you so much for being in this contemplation with us.
This is Deep Dose and we are Eden.